and welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast, Simple Enlightenment. I'm your host, Dean Graves. We welcome you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. In the previous episode, we provided you with an introduction to third density and concluded it with a summary of the primary task of the density, which is for the mind-body-spirits participating in the density to make a basic choice of whether they are going to choose to align with the Creator or separate from it. This choice is demonstrated by whether they radiate or absorb love energy in the processing of every thought. It is an incremental process that spans all of the lifetimes experienced until they achieve sufficient proficiency on either path to graduate to fourth density. There are a few conditions commonly shared by all third density experiences in the universe, and more that are unique to the third density experience of Earth that we recently completed. One of the basic conditions shared by third-density experiences throughout the universe is called the forgetting. The forgetting simply means that when a mind-body-spirit incarnates into a new lifetime, all previous lifetimes will be forgotten while they remain incarnate. Third-density begins with the creation of a third-density mind-body-spirit, which means that it retains the spirit of the higher self establishes a third-density, rational-logical ego mind by activating a minimum of 18 strands of coding, and creates a body with which to experience the first-density environment of time-space, as modified by second-density. The spirit, while always present, will remain inaccessible to the third-density ego mind until it adequately surrenders sufficient free will intoxication and allows the deep mind of the spirit to emerge. It is only because of the failure of the third-density ego mind to sufficiently surrender its egoistic control of life and allow the spirit to gain prominence that the spirit is inaccessible. When the deep mind is allowed to emerge, even though it is the same root mind as the higher self, it will hold a significantly limited perspective from the sixth-density higher self because It is an incremental process to continue to balance and surrender the ego mind to the deep mind. A third density mind-body-spirit simultaneously participates in both time-space and space-time, but while it remains under the dominating influence of the rational-logical ego mind, it is improbable that it will become aware of its dual participation in the two environments. Prior to its birth into an incarnate body, which is the same thing as its being thrust into space-time as an analog experience of itself, the mind-body-spirit exists solely in time-space and is aware of its existence as consciousness, insofar as its awareness permits. In time-space, it communicates with other mind-body-spirits, learns and plays, but usually does little work to progress itself through the evolutionary process. Not that it isn't possible to do much of the same work available to it while it is incarnate, but there is little motivation because in time-space there are no problems, no pain, and no suffering, and the third-density time-space experience has not proven to be nearly as productive an experience for the Creator to experience and learn of itself as its incarnation in space-time. 
most consciousness doesn't participate in the process of incarnating into space-time, and most consciousness at the creator-being levels doesn't create foundational and experiential density experiences. If consciousness does participate in the foundational densities, it is incarnating to participate in evolution, but not necessarily so in the experiential densities. Relatively speaking, very little consciousness undertakes the task of participating in third, fourth, or fifth density. Even in time-space, consciousness possesses free will and is at liberty to choose how it will participate in creation. When a mind-body-spirit begins to incarnate into third density, it does so in multiple bodies or lifetimes at once. While a third density, time-space, mind-body-spirit remains immature with only 18 strands of coding activated, it's likely that it will only have enough intelligent energy and awareness to simultaneously incarnate into about three space-time bodies. As it evolves through the density and increases its activated strands to 24, the available intelligent energy and awareness increases proportionately, and it incarnates into as many as eight or nine incarnate lifetimes simultaneously. This is only true of those mind-body spirits polarizing positively because of a shared desire to be of service and expand their exploration as completely as possible without fear. The opposite incarnation behavior is chosen by those mind-body-spirits polarizing service to self, because they desire to marshal all of their resources into one lifetime, at a time, in order to be able to exert the maximum effort to dominate, subjugate, and hone their ability to steal intelligent energy from other mind-body-spirits. The service-to-self path is motivated by fear and relies upon its motivating aspects to dominate and subjugate others. They fear being bested by others and losing their identity, which paradoxically is exactly the process that all consciousness must experience in order to progress through evolution and return to unity with the Creator. Along the positive path, Third-density mind-body spirits primarily incarnate with the other third-density mind-body spirits of the same soul stream in a coordinated enterprise to aid each other's progression. This is true for those polarizing negatively as well, but to a significantly lesser degree because service to self seeks weak spots to exploit as a priority. A single soul stream in third density consists of 396 time-space mind-body spirits that generally progress at about the same pace, but not always. Since creation is predicated upon free will, each mind-body spirit may progress at its own pace and create its own diversity according to how it has chosen to interpret its thoughts. If a single soul stream of 396 Time, space, mind, body, spirits were all incarnate simultaneously into eight incarnations, it would constitute a potential pool of 3,168 incarnate people with which to plan coordinated experiences during a lifetime. Most experiences or interactions with other mind body spirits during a lifetime come through this pool of people, which includes incarnate people we like and those we don't like. Friends and family almost always come from this pool, 
but others from outside of the soul stream are intermingled for diversity, as they may be helpful. In third density, every lifetime is a carefully designed experience that will afford opportunity for the participants to primarily learn about the positive and negative sides of awareness and love, but is sufficiently flexible to provide the opportunities to learn about wisdom, unity, and stillness. Mind-body-spirits usually incarnate in equal measures of male or female mind-body-spirits. The male is always the subject, and the female is always the object. And in order to learn about a particular lesson, it is necessary to learn it by experiencing both subject and object perspectives. The learning from all incarnation inures to the time-space mind-body-spirit, which is cumulatively transforming as a result of the lives its analog projections into space-time have lived. The cumulative unique personality serves as the basis for choosing the next incarnation and determining the satisfactory completion of the curriculum requirements for its increased or decreased dimensionality within the density. This design differs from consciousness's experience in second density where it is nondescript and random. By preserving the personality characteristics of a mind-body-spirit that is a cumulative reflection of its experiences over multiple lifetimes, the effects of free will become magnified because consciousness is allowed to live its development as far as it can go. If a mind-body-spirit chooses to align with the Creator by choosing to polarize either positively or negatively, it is allowed to do so to the full extent of its density, capabilities, and potentially beyond. There are third-density limits within which all consciousness experiencing the level of consciousness will share. Much like a video game, the characters, as analog personifications of the gamer, can do anything that the programming of the game will permit. Every third-density experience has programming limits established according to the general limits of third-density, but also has modified programming limits specific to an individual planetary experience, which serve to further focus the more general limits. Individual third-density programming is refined by the specific space-time environment and a specifically designed archetypical mind. Since all experiences in the foundational and experiential densities are possible because of the processing of thought, the design of the archetypical mind becomes the guide for all experience in the lower five densities. We shall spend several future episodes discussing the archetypical mind that Earth experiences, but briefly explained, an archetypical mind is a unique design of how thought will be processed and serves an entire solar system. All consciousness participating in the foundational and experiential densities within the bounds of the solar system process thoughts created by higher selves serving the solar system according to the design of the archetypical mind. The archetypical mind functions similarly to a spacesuit. No experience is possible without it being filtered through the spacesuit, just as no experience of either time-space or space-time is possible without it being filtered through the archetypical mind. The forgetting allows an individual mind-body-spirit to establish a new platform from which to start a new incarnation, while preserving the ego-mind of the time-space mind-body-spirit 
cumulatively created by the experiences of all previous incarnations. This allows consciousness to explore the inherent characteristics beyond the limits of a single lifetime and amass cumulative understanding and experience from a variety of perspectives. The time-space, mind-body-spirit is modified to reflect an experience of its space-time analog selves after the processing of a single thought at the time of the completion of the processing. The fact that the time-space, mind-body-spirit is changed after the processing of every thought means that creation is a point-in-time experience. Every time a thought is processed by an incarnate analog mind-body-spirit, the experiencer will have been changed thereafter, and it explores the next thought from a different perspective. As you listen to this podcast or read this transcript, you, the analog incarnation of your time-space mind-body-spirit, are changing, as well as the time-space mind-body-spirit that is the enduring you. Consequently, the next thought you think or process will not be processed by the same experiencer that processed the previous thought. The degree of change may be small or large, depending on how much the experiencer chooses to surrender its perception of separation or ego or not, but nevertheless it is changed and it isn't the same mind-body-spirit that processed the last thought. Movement through evolution is incremental whether the movement is forward or backward along the dimensionality scale. Since the processing of every thought by a mind-body-spirit, whether incarnate or not, is the creator exploring itself by experiencing itself, you can begin to see how minutely the creator's exploration of itself is designed. Movement is synonymous with change, and as we have previously explained, it is the archetypical distortion called Da, and part of the composition of the universe we share. Da is a distortion of stillness, and it is incumbent upon mind-body-spirits experiencing the experiential densities to overcome the distortions offered by Da in order to evolve. Mind-body-spirits begin third density and the experiential densities in constant motion with no means of experiencing stillness until such time as they evolve past the constraints of the perception of constant motion in order to begin to experience stillness. Everything that consciousness in the foundational and experiential densities is experienced in or through thought but participation particularly in the foundational densities, third density and the lower dimensions of fourth density, is a point-in-time experience. A point-in-time experience is a snapshot instead of a movie, but, like a film, the experiences of life is a series of individual thoughts experienced in rapid succession. For consciousness experiencing third density and the lower dimensions of fourth density, it is not possible to stop thoughts because of the effects of Da. The perception of movement as a result of the obligatory perpetual processing of a point-in-time experience called thought provides us with the concept of time. We perceive time to be linear and never-ending, but only because of our inability to become aware of individual thoughts and the cessation of thought processing. 
If we were able to stop our thoughts, we could move out of time, but we can't. Yet, because of the characteristics of Da and our limited awareness. Only the foundational densities, third density, and the lower dimensions of fourth density are in time. When consciousness progresses through the evolution sufficiently to liberate itself from free will intoxication, equivalent to the upper dimensions of fourth density or beyond, it is no longer obligated to perpetually process thoughts and may move out of time. Of course, the upper dimensions of fourth density and fifth density still experience creation through the processing of thoughts created by sixth density, but they are no longer required to do so according to the constraints of the Dodd distortion or being in time. Time is primarily a feature of third density and an illusion created by the characteristics of the archetypical distortion Dodd. It is an important and necessary element that aids the focus of consciousness on learning specific lessons assigned to the density. For most mind-body-spirit participants in third density, experiences of an incarnate lifetime seem as random and accidental as they are in first and second density, but it actually is a carefully and meticulously designed series of experiences encapsulated into a timeline. Timelines are a planned series of events experienced by a single mind-body-spirit and presented as thoughts that intermingle, intersect, and interact with other timelines on parallel tracks. A timeline is a single script for a lifetime, which includes plus or minus 93% of the events and experiences that may be encountered by a mind-body-spirit living the lifetime. Timelines are presented as a set of timelines with a broad variety of options for experience that provide a mind-body-spirit with opportunities for polarizing along either the positive or negative path. Every trajectory through a set of timelines will provide the mind-body-spirit living the life with the opportunity to learn about the five aspects of the inherent characteristics. But what is specifically learned will vary according to how it makes its life choices through the processing of thoughts. When an infant is conceived, usually months prior to a specific mind-body-spirit being infused into the body in gestation, a set of timelines is created or more probably selected. The lifetimes will anticipate the lifelines of the parents, other siblings, aunts and uncles, etc. that are already incarnate and living their own lifelines. Because of the influences of the other interacting lifelines, the new lifelines will offer unique opportunities for a newly incarnate mind-body-spirit, and the choice of whether to incarnate into these new lifelines is made based upon how closely the timeline attributes fulfill the needs of what the mind-body-spirit needs to learn. The mind-body-spirit, considering the incarnation, probably has experienced numerous previous incarnations and has established a personality and consciousness level that would benefit from a life in this new body and a new set of timelines. Visualize a set of timelines as having a definitive beginning and a variable ending, with each timeline distinct from the others, but lined up parallel to each other. 
The endings vary according to the life choices made along the timeline, with some timelines providing choices that will shorten the life experience and others that will lengthen them. A single set of timelines will interact with other sets of timelines, with each set being lived by a separate analog projection of a time-space mind-body-spirit and creating opportunities for each mind-body-spirit through its interactions. Virtually all interactions are incorporated into one or more timelines, such as a spouse or spouses, friends, and other family members. For the most part, specifically which mind-body-spirits might be our children are not planned at the outset, but the possibility of children is incorporated in many of the possible trajectories through the set of timelines. Trajectories are changed within the set of timelines as the interpretation of thoughts change. Each trajectory is a line of thoughts, and when a mind-body-spirit chooses to process thoughts along a trajectory by increasingly absorbing love energy with each succeeding thought, the mind-body-spirit veers more deeply into the sections of the timeline set that provide opportunities to learn to absorb even more love energy and thereby polarize negatively. Likewise, when a mind-body-spirit increasingly radiates love energy in the processing of thoughts, it veers more deeply into the sections that provide greater opportunities to polarize positively. The same set of timelines affords significant latitude in the nature of the experiences so that a mind-body-spirit may pursue whichever path is preferred. Pursuing a chosen path is usually the result of numerous incarnations that allow the mind-body-spirit to incrementally pursue its chosen path. Prior to a dedicated positive or negative path being chosen that survives numerous lifetimes, there is usually significant vacillation between the more positive and more negative timelines within a set as the mind-body-spirit is trying to decide which path feels more right for them. The vacillation is experienced as chaos and characterizes that portion of the third-density experience when a mind-body-spirit experiences the greatest pain and suffering and is learning about what it doesn't like. Those mind-body-spirits following a negative polarization path will usually choose a set of timelines that will avail them of the greatest opportunity to polarize even further along the negative path. But even included in this set of timelines is the opportunity to alter its choices and polarize positively. Timelines offering the greatest opportunity to increasingly polarize negatively usually include wealth, prominent social positions, and generally a lack of difficulties in their life. These tools avail them of the potential to increase their skills of domination and subjugation and escalate their ability to steal intelligent energy. However, the choice to continue down the negative path always remains with the experiencing mind-body-spirit, and the same opportunity to polarize even more negatively provide equivalent opportunities for increased compassion and polarization to the positive side. 
Likewise, those mind-body spirits following a positive path will usually choose a set of timelines with more difficulties, and for those ambitious souls desiring to leap ahead on the consciousness scale, may choose a lifetime that will present them with extreme difficulties early in life, so they may hope to awaken early and use the lifetime as efficiently as possible to polarize positively. Some who have achieved higher consciousness within the density, but prior to graduation, timelines may also be simply teaching roles, designed to be short but provide other incarnate mind-body spirits with intense opportunities to learn about love from the short-lived lives of parent sacrifice. This is almost always true of a young child that experiences catastrophic illness and or dies at an early age. Every incarnating mind-body-spirit is providing lessons to other incarnate mind-body-spirits within its sphere of influence as they are simultaneously receiving lessons. Every experience is an opportunity to learn and teach, hence the subject-object interaction of consciousness. The design of every set of timelines anticipates the reciprocal opportunity to be both subject and object with the others around them as well as both subject and object within themselves. Creation is a school in which the creator is learning of itself by experiencing itself and the more quickly and completely consciousness becomes aware and undertakes the task of experiencing itself with focus and purpose the more quickly and completely it can complete its chosen task. Timelines are universally applicable, meaning a set of timelines may be used in third-density experiences within our solar system just as easily as it may be used in another third-density experience 26,000 light-years away. Third-density consciousness behaves according to its consciousness level, and even the same timeline within a single third-density experience will be interpreted uniquely by the experiencing consciousness, because each mind-body-spirit is a unique pattern of consciousness. The interpretations of the events of a timeline are what is unique, not the event or experience itself. The creator's self-exploration through experience is the objective, and variety is provided by the uniqueness of the perspectives by the patterns of consciousness not the uniqueness of the experience themselves. Not only are the individual mind-body-spirits experiencing the timeline's unique patterns of consciousness, but the planet on which the third-density experience is being conducted is also a unique pattern of consciousness, as are the sponsoring stars that comprise the unique organism that is the nine-star system. Nothing in creation is duplicated because it has been founded upon the concept of free will. Free will has facilitated the infinite nature of creation and its endless ability to fulfill its original purpose. Once a set of timelines is created, it is available and able to be duplicated in every other third density experience in creation. There is no need to constantly recreate new timelines from scratch because the timelines are only the maze within which consciousness encounters opportunities to experience itself. Timelines are constantly tweaked by higher selves to accommodate a particular circumstance, but the timeline itself remains relatively unchanged. 
A timeline is just a series of thoughts, and tweaking one only requires the insertion of a few thoughts. Another significant contributor to the third density experience is called the veil. But the veil is not a condition that is universally applied to all third density experiences. The veil is an added feature that functions as an awareness curtain between the analog space-time mind-body-spirit and the core time-space mind-body-spirit. The population of Earth experiences the veil and has for many years, but it has not always done so. The intensity of the veil is variable, and its variability is incorporated as an overlay into the design of the single lifetime. For the most part, Earth's population has experienced a 60% veil of a potential 100%, which has potentially allowed an individual mind-body-spirit to pierce the veil and have communication with its higher self and or other beings residing in time-space with a little work on the part of the space-time mind-body-spirit. People who are considered psychic simply have a thinner veil, usually in the 15-25% to 25% range, and require less personal effort to become aware of and communicate with beings in time-space. Prior to the introduction of the veil into Earth's population and in other third-density experiences that do not experience the veil, communication with beings in time-space is, was, assumed to be a part of everyday experience. In some respects, not having a veil can make it easier to obtain light and become aware. However, having a veil is often used as a protective mechanism to keep undue time-space influences from complicating an already confused population that have not yet found the direction in their spiritual evolution. In the next episode, we shall discuss time-space and space-time construction of an individual mind-body-spirit, the chakras, and more information on how we process thought. Also, we will begin to explain some of the history of the Earth population and why the veil was necessary to offer protection to the population in order to protect its ability to evolve with free will choices. Keep in mind that any and all machinations of experience are just experience and have in the higher self and creator's eye no connotation of right or wrong, good or bad, or any other ego-based judgment. Every experience or thought is the opportunity for consciousness to become aware and explore itself more completely. Consciousness is the portion of the Creator that exists because of the distortion of free will, which is still the Creator exploring itself. We hope you are enjoying these episodes of Simple Enlightenment and that they are proving helpful to your understanding of creation who you really are, and how you fit into its magnificent design. The information is intended to motivate the listener to earnestly undertake the process of healing the self and transforming perspectives to allow your consciousness escalation. We can only provide you with light and with it to further surrender your perceptions of separation from the Creator, but it is incumbent upon you to undertake the process of self-transformation by increasing awareness. If you are enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to share it with those within your circle of contacts that may be interested. 
transforming the population into a higher consciousness perspective is not a solo effort, but requires information sharing and mutual support, which is to everyone's benefit. We are all just walking each other home. We also encourage you to go to our website at podcastenlightenment.org to download transcripts of every episode, find suggested readings, review our schedule of events, and more, all free of course. While you are there, please make a donation so that we may continue to improve this podcast and continue to offer more information. We are entirely listener-funded. And in spite of what may appear to be a simple enterprise, it does require money to continue. If you or your group would like to sponsor a live presentation in your hometown, where you will have opportunity to ask questions about subjects that we have or have not yet covered, please contact us via the information on our website. That website again is podcastenlightenment.org. Thank you for listening and wanting to make the world a better place. For now, we leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Theme music and audio assistance provided by Dr. Ken Wendt.